Welcome in to another episode of Crunch Time. I'm your host, Joe Hamilton, alongside Theo the Juggernaut. Theo, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, it's been a while, but you've been busy, so that's good, Joe, and it's glad to see you getting on the up and up with the St. Louis crew, so uh, good on you, man. Well done. Thank you, sir. I was uh, I was hoping you'd like, uh, like the warming interview. A lot of people did, and I was excited because it was one of my favorite interviews to do. Um, uh, there will be more interviews to come, but as of right now, we got some business to discuss. Um, Craig Berube, fired by the St. Louis Blues. Did that shock you at all? You know, it's uh, the third way through the season or a quarter. Yeah, 26 games in. You're just over a quarter between a quarter and a third of the way through. Obviously, he's not. His message isn't responding with the players. And, you know, maybe Craig's time is out. Time to move to find somebody new, which they've done. And maybe the players will respond differently. Uh, he's not the first coach to go this year, but uh, certainly won't be the last either. And uh, I think Craig Ruby will probably coach again in the NHL very soon. I can see him uh, landing on his feet. Like Doug Armstrong said, even Armstrong's like, yep, he will land on his feet. He's a very good coach. I mean, he brought the Blues the first Stanley Cup in team history. So that holds a lot of weight right there. Um, it, the biggest thing on that is, is this roster, as it's currently constructed, is it a Barubi team, though? I mean, can can it be a Barubi team? Well, I mean, or you've got players be? that are, you know, they're trying to show flashes of offense, but when you sh- they're just not responding to the defensive part of the game that Craig Ruby is known to play. I mean, go back to their Stanley Cup winning year. They had goals against average sub three. They had players that knew a 200-foot game. These young players right now don't know the 200-foot game. And they're sacrificing their offense because they can't play the full system that Ruby wants them to play. So the give was relieving the coach of his duties. The take is this roster now needs to pony up and show that it can do something better with their new coach. Yeah, and and the new coach is uh, Drew Bannister, who a guy who has coached most of these guys in the AHL with either San Antonio or Springfield. So that. It does give me a glimmer of hope that maybe it can turn around a little bit. Now, will, do I, will I say this is a cup contender? No, this is not a cup contender by any stretch of the imagination. Are they a playoff team? This is not a bad roster. I mean, it, it, the one knock on this team is its defense. Well, one of the knocks on this team is its defensive size. They have a really small defense outside of a couple players. Does that worry you? Because you can't win in this league with a small defense. I don't think the Blues make the playoffs this year. I don't think uh, like this. I don't think as much as you want to say that Drew Bannister has coached these guys before in the A, coaching the A is not coaching in the NHL, number one. Number two, it's a different mentality. And thirdly, I think this is a bridge for the St. Louis Blues looking to hire a better coach in the offseason. And I say that because uh, I don't feel Bannister is the right I – mean, and I could be wrong. I don't know of him as being a right fit or not. I, I don't know if St. Louis needs an AHL coach coming in in his first gig to be with the NHL team he's working with. I'm just saying. Yeah, even Armstrong said this is not his job to take, like keep. You know, this is – I mean – 
if he ha- does a really good job, I mean, then you could see maybe them giving him the reins. But yeah, I see the Blues. I, they need some NHL experience behind the bench. They do. Uh, the one thing that kind of shocked me in the press conference from Doug Armstrong, Steve Ott has been running the power play. You know, people have talked all over the league about Steve Ott being a good coach, a good coach. This He is. But if he's running the power play, this is now 7 for 65 or something equivalent to that. What? It just doesn't add up to, add up to me. I, I Steve Ott as a player was never an offensive threat. Again, in juniors he was. World juniors he was fine playing for Canada. But when it came time to him playing in the NHL, he was a grinder. He was a guy that knew his role. He was a guy that, if anything, played a penalty kill. So granted, he has seen a power player too from the defensive side of things, but I never saw Steve Ott play power play minutes himself. So if you're doing it, if you're giving him that position based on him seeing power plays, we're able to study film and analytics and all that wonderful stuff you and I love talking about. Okay. If there's a method to that madness, fine. If not, it's not working because 10% on the PP ain't working it. No, it's not. Um, Brad Richards was brought in to be a specialist. So that this uh, they're trying to write this quick. And I don't know if it'll work. When I said that and I saw you shake your head, I'm like, the U.S. doesn't agree with this decision. Why? I mean, you've got a guy sitting in St. Louis named Keith Kachuk who, if my memory serves me right, was a bull in a China department when it came to playing the power play. He was a leader on and off the ice. Why are you not, you know... I mean, I'm not saying go find Keith, but I'm just saying there's there's better options out there. You know, you've got to have, I mean, Brad Richards, yeah, he scored goals. Yeah, he's played the power play. Him working with Steve Ott, I don't know that chemistry. I don't know what's going on there. This is like, uh, I think what's happening is there's so many little leaks in the dam and you're putting Band-Aids on them to try to cover them up. And it ain't working. That's why I shook my head. It just sounds like another Band-Aid on a bigger problem. Yeah, it, it truly is. And uh, you can't – And uh, this isn't a big indictment on how Ruby is as a coach, okay? This happens to every NHL coach. Um, you know, uh, messages get stale. It is what it is. It comes with uh, roster turnover. This isn't the same team that was here in 2019. This isn't the team that had a bunch of bruisers on it that could play Ruby style that wore every team out in the 2019 playoffs. This is not that team. This is a speed. They're trying to be a speed and skill team while still playing dump and chase. Dump and chase needs to be out of this stupid game, out of this game. I shouldn't say stupid game because I love hockey, but the fact is dump and chase needs to be out of hockey. I'm sorry. The way the game's going now with the whole speed and skill, there's no room for dump and chase anymore. You agree with me on that? No, I don't. Because there's a way to use your speed and your skill for a dump and chase, a properly skilled dump and chase. And if you've ever played the game, there's probably three ways you can enter the zone on a dump and chase. One, you can ring it around the board so you're offside, you're, you're far wing has a chance to beat the defenseman to the far boards. Two, 
is a slow dump on the same side or a slow dump to the far side. Now, the question is, how is your team entering the offensive zone? And, and if, they're entering with speed, if they're entering with speed, you should win all three of those battles. Because if you're going to beat a defenseman going back, every forward in the NHL should be the defenseman skating backwards, no matter who you are. Paul Coffey's not playing in the league. Ray Bork's not playing in the league. Uh, I mean, the only one they might have a hard time with doing that is Victor Hedman, Aaron Ekblad, or Kale McCarr. I'm just saying. Josh Morrissey, throw those ones there. Everyone else should be beaten skating backwards to forwards. Now, if you're bringing it around hard, that forward on the far side, you would get to that puck easier than a defenseman. Thirdly, uh, the St. Louis Blues aren't entering the zone with any meaning, any prowess. They're just doing it to go through cause and effect. Well, they can't go into the zone with any power or any speed is because their neutral zone attack is non-existent. They're getting clogged up because they themselves don't know where to go. Find the open space and move. That's the problem. You're not entering a, a zone with any purpose. Same thing with their power play. There is no purpose. There's, there's no movement. There's no purpose. It's benign. It is uh, It's not cancerous, but it's just there's just nothing going on with it. Positive. So until they fix that demeanor, whatever they do is not going to work. Exactly. Um, this is a re. This is a refocus. This is what Dar- Doug Armstrong said in his press conference yesterday or the other day. This is a refocus. Now, they they asked rebuild, retool, refocus. It, it's refocus. I think it's a retool. And for the Blues to get back to where they need to be, you need to get more toughness in in this roster. How many guys get in front of the net? I can name three guys right, two guys right now, and that's Shen and Sunquist. Th- those are the only two guys I could maybe Sammy Blay, maybe because he's a big body. Outside of that, I-, I don't see anyone, you know, risking themselves to block a shot to knock somebody out of their out of you know Bennington's way. I don't see that. I want to see more of that, and hopefully. Even if they don't make the playoffs deal, I'll be happy if I see improvement, okay? I want to see you give it all out on the line no matter when or lose every damn night. Yeah, are some nights you're not going to be in sync? Yes. But are do we expect you to do more than just win one, lose one, win one, lose one? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. This is a better roster than that. How much better remains to be seen. But this is a better roster than that. Uh, they talked to Jordan Cairo, and he basically said, "He first of all, he said he had no comment on Berube because he's not our coach anymore. That I kind of read into is a bad thing. But then he went on to say on Bannister coming in, he saw it as a new start. And a lot of these guys need to see it as a new start and needs to see it as, no pun intended, crunch time. Because nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Doug Armstrong's already said that. And uh, Jordan Bennington came out after practice yesterday and said, hey, he basically talked to the group. If you don't want to be here, just leave. Just leave. So these guys need to show they want to play for that crest on their sweater. 
that's my rant for the day. Sounds good. So, um, Theo, what what do you think? What do you think is turning it around for the Blues? Since you don't think they're in, they're a playoff team, what do you want to see out of them? Like, what what is the end game for you? So it's not about an end game. The bottom line is the team lacks identity. They're still searching after 29 games who they are. What type of team are they now without a coach Berube? You know, and it's that front office to come in and say, okay, we are going to be this kind of team. We are going to expect this from our players, and we're going to move forward as such. If they, Until they do that, it doesn't matter, Joe, because the team is still going to play lost. You know, they'll play a couple of games, sure, real hard because they want to prove to the coach that they can do this and do that. And, you know, they'll win a couple of games close to back-to-back, sure. But you know what? The end game for me is to be a team with an identity. You know, if you're going to be a team that's going to be defense first, show it. If you're going to be a team that's going to be opportunistic and take pucks and score and take advantage of every opportunity, do it. Uh, if you're going to be a team that's going to rely on Bennington to make 45 saves a game, dangerous, but do it. You know, I mean, he's they, capable of it, but he can't be doing that every game. You need something or someone to step up. Maybe Braden, maybe Shan has to step into that locker room and say, listen, we got our coach fired. This is what we asked for as a group. Now let's respond. Yeah, that's the perfect. Speaker. The identity, the identity of a team is needed. Yeah. And the sad part is they don't have it yet, like you said. So, um, Theo, is there anything to sell off on this team? I mean, if you look at the contracts, Armstrong gave out a lot of no-trade clauses, especially on defense. Yep. Tried to trade Tory Krug last summer, and that didn't work. Could you now maybe talk one of these defensemen, not all of them, because not all of them are playing terribly, and I, I kind of signify Tory Tory Krug in that. Do you go up to Tory Krug and say, "Hey, this isn't working here. We need to get you in another spot where maybe you can uh, thrive." Uh, could could that be a thing? I heard, because... I, heard a, I heard a great phrase today. If you're true with somebody and if you speak the truth to them, no matter how hard it is, that conversation and that thought will think 24 hours. But if you continually lie to somebody or you aren't upfront with them and truthful with them, that conversation lasts 24 days. And maybe it's a moment of truth for some of these players with these NTCs to be like, hey, uh, you're you're sucking us dry, or do you want to move, or how do we change this game around for you? There's your there's your one hour conversation for twenty four hours of truth. That's perfectly said, Theo. Perfectly said. So, um, Theo, I mean, this isn't a full rebuild because the cupboard is not bare. I mean, you have plenty of prospects. Zachary Bolduke, Zach Dean, uh, Jimmy Snuggerud, who is in, who's going to be in the World Junior Championship coming up again. He was great on Team USA last year. Let's see what he follows it up with. Um, Sten, the two defensemen they got, one of them has your name, 
the two defensemen they got in the draft are going to be playing for, I think, Team Sweden, or at least one of them will be. So it's not bare. This isn't going to be a long turnaround. But now is the time to find the damn identity. Period. End of story. Uh, Theo, before I uh, move on to NFL picks, um, anything you want to add there? To the Blues? No, I mean, like I said, it's uh, we'll see what happens here in the first, you know, couple of games here with the new coach. And I mean, it's up to the players. The coach doesn't put the skates on, but whatever difference is going to be made in that locker room needs to be seen, heard, and shown on the ice. Yeah, it does need to be heard and shown. So, um, Theo, we could talk all day about that, but let's move on to our NFL picks. We've missed a couple weeks. I apologize for that. Um, You got Thursday night football, Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders. You know, Joe, I was supposed to be in Vegas to watch this live at Allegiant Stadium. A couple months ago, I had this circled on my calendar. Take a vacay. I'm going to go down to Vegas, blow some money, watch the game. And here I am thanking myself. Because I have no Williams, I have no Keenan Allen, and I have no Justin Herbert to watch the Chargers. And uh, I'm, I would probably go down with a, a one of those fake faces on my face of Brandon Staley, and try to become their coach. Because I don't understand how Brandon Staley still has a job right now. It's absolutely bonkers. Like they fired the Vegas coach before the Chargers fired Staley and they've put up 10 points in the last two games. I could go on and on about how upset I am with this. I hope the Raiders win. <laughs> I'm, just gonna I'm, I'm done as a Chargers fan right now. I think I'm done for this year. Wow. Wow. It's gotten to that point, huh? Well, it's just disgusting. I mean, the owners have no clue how to do anything with their fan base. The athletic trainers have no clue keeping anybody healthy. The only bright side of this entire season is Khalil Mack. That's the only bright side to this whole team. Because Austin Eckler has been injured, and he's still playing injured, and he's not performing. The offensive line is porous. They are a set of Swiss cheese right now because their backups are playing to backups. Keenan Allen, Williams uh, are both injured. Uh, Palmer is – and Johnson. Like, Quentin Johnson – Quentin Johnson has the least amount of yards for the entire rookie class in the first round. It's disgusting. He's a prototypical wideout. And why is he not getting the ball? Exactly. Because Kellen Moore can't see the field. Instead, he's throwing up trick plays or garbage crap. And I'm I'm just going to say this last one. Hey, Kellen Moore, you wanted out of Dallas, and you got out of Dallas. You got paid handsomely to go to Los Angeles. But what is that head coach in Dallas doing? He's only giving Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott an MVP-type quarterback season. He's only putting up 60 yards on average more per day. And they're rushing and throwing the ball better than you, Mr. Kellen Moore. Um, props. Thank you. 
And it's not about the Dallas defense. I'm not going to talk about the Dallas defense because they lost a huge person at the beginning of the season, but they've stepped up and are still top seven. And that's yeah. On- yeah. Yep. So, you know, so, Coach Quinn should be the next head coach of the Chargers, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, he probably will be if, if the Chargers know what they're good, for, oh, know what's good for them. But you know, Sean Payton's doing a great job in Denver right now. Denver's looking absolutely amazing compared to the Los Angeles Chargers. I know, and this, and my father, my dad even said, this team looks like this team has a lot of talent on it. And he, he doesn't quite understand why this team doesn't win. I mean, granted, now with the injuries. But when they were healthy, he didn't understand why they weren't winning. That's, so, their it is their co- it all starts at the top. Coaching and ownership. Ownership, yep. So I'm going to go Raiders as well. I don't I don't like the Chargers at this point. Um, you got the Vikings and Bengals. Bengals. Vikings, I'm gonna, Cincinnati needs to keep pace with Cleveland. Cincinnati – uh, needs to start playing playoff football now. Hands I got me. I got Bengals too. Um, Steelers and Colts. Indianapolis surprised me the last month playing super good ball, and I would really like to see them continue on because Pittsburgh is another team just completely lost. Kenny Pickett's well, injured. Pickens is playing the prima donna. I mean, I, I when I see players, I see teammates not playing out a play. When it's a running play and you're a wide out and you're walking the play, you call that player off the field. You don't put him back in. Like this, that is a poor performance. That is garbage, Pickens. Well, you, and it's, that. you never did that in Georgia. Don't do that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're don't, better. don't. Sorry, sorry. Weakest seven win team ever. That that's a lot of people's opinion. So, and I kind of agree with that. So I'm gonna go Colts, uh, Broncos, Lions. Oh. I mean, Detroit's definitely got to turn something around, but they're playing a hot Denver team coming in. And this could be the game of the week, I think. It could be a fun game to watch. On the uh, NFL Network on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, as, as much as I hate the AFC West opponents right now, Denver's looking pretty good. Russell Wilson is back to form. He's playing in that system. He's playing it well. But Detroit's given up big chunks of points, and they've done it. Uh, by, you know, unanswered points. And those aren't good. No, and I'm taking the Broncos in this game. Here's why. I don't like Jared Goff under pressure. I don't. He's shown he can't – he said he can't – or he basically can't do anything under pressure. So, yeah, I'm going to go Broncos, and I think it's going to be a choke artist last half of the season for the Lions. I'm sorry. The last two – if the last two games – showed me anything it's that they were exposed the last two games and the one game they played against green bay they were in detroit yeah that was so it. yeah so i'm just gonna leave it at that so you got the lions or broncos i'm gonna you know i'm gonna say the lions is only because i don't like the afc west teams you know I me. Mean? okay okay so giants and saints <sighs> The best part about Monday night with the Giants was listening to man the Manning cast harp on, you know, DeVito's agent. Have you, did you see oh this, the way God. this guy was that, dressed? Did you see dude, the way this junior was dressed? Like, it was impressive. This dude looked like what a New York, a New York bigwig would have looked like. 
That that's no. that's exactly what he looked. No, he looked like everything I've seen in gangster movies is what he looked like. Gangsters were never that thin. <laughs> they were never I mean, that it, small. I mean, I, mean, guys, I loved, I, I loved, I loved the comments about what's he carrying in that bag? What's in that bag? What about, what about bag? Cutlets, chicken cutlets, chicken cutlets. <laughs> you got in that bag? He's running chicken cutlets. Which, to which mom. by the way, which by the way, Devito's parents gave. Uh, had a tailgate before the game, giving out cutlets. cutlets. Yeah, chicken, cut- chicken cutlets. Yeah, that was mom's awesome. Mom's chicken cutlets. I'm living in mom's basement. I'm going to win this game. Um, <laughs> bonkers. Oh, my God. Like it's just, it's uh, I don't know. I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints, too. Um, you got the Bra- Bears and Browns. You know, Chicago did a, did something really interesting last week. They actually played football. They actually, you know, didn't hurt themselves with the penalties or the drops. They really took advantage and the momentum away from Detroit. I think they do it again this year. This again this week. Sorry. Okay, so Chicago. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cleveland. Cleveland's a far better team than Chicago. So they are, yes, but Chicago's playing well. Um. All right. All right. So Falcons, Panthers. Falcons. Falcons, Buccaneers, Packers, Packers, Packers. Yeah, they they need a win after that. That that was, oh man, that was horrible. Yeah, and Nixon needs to hold on to the damn ball. Sorry, I, I I had to say it. I had to. Oh my gosh, but yeah, I'm gonna go Packers to who they need this win in the worst way to keep to keep pace in the playoff race. So, um, Jets and Dolphins. I'm going to go first because it's obvious. Dolphins. Whatever happened on Monday night with the Dolphins and their offense was not good. It was but, one of those trap games. They owe, right? But, I mean, you lose Tyreek Hill. And I mean, oh, yeah. But but still, Tua Tyreek's, can do Tua things. But Tua is doing Tua things when he has all of his weapons there. And you've taken one big weapon out potentially for a long time. But I still see the Miami Dolphins winning. I got Dolphins as well. I'm just going to make this pick, too, because it's easy. Chiefs and Patriots, I'm going Chiefs. Yeah. Just tell your boys to stay on side. Yeah, please. That was so By the way, that trick play, that trick play was nice, though. I got to admit. The that trick was play nice. was nice. Don't get, I'll agree with you. But the thing is this. You know what? Don't blame the ref for checking, saying, am I good? Am I good? And give them gruff for calling a penalty because you know what? That's, you play the game and there's penalties. That was yeah. Penalty. So, um, Titan or Texans Titans. I'm going Texans. Texans. 49ers Cardinals Niners. Uh, Commanders Rams. 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 Uh, Cowboys Bills. I cannot wait to watch this game. I cannot wait to watch this game. Is it in Orchard or is it in the house? Of Jerry it's in Park? Orchard Park. Uh, I'll take Buffalo. I'll take. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys just to be di- different there. Uh, um, Ravens Jaguars Sunday night. Ravens. I'm going to go Jags. Okay. I'm going to go Jags. Monday night you have Eagles Seahawks. Uh, 
Eagles got to do something about this uh, little skid they're on right now. But I don't see it being another game extra. So I'll take the Eagles. I'm going to go Eagles as well. So, Theo, uh, before we get off here, I kind of want to address another, um, I guess, not elephant in a room because, I mean, it's far from an elephant by, by now. Draymond Green should be out of the league. I'm sorry. The, 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 what I saw against Yusuf Nurkic was not, uh, how, how did he say it? Was not selling a foul. I'm sorry. You don't you don't wail somebody with an open palm. You just don't do that. And Nurkic after the game, this is the funny part. He goes, the brother has problems. The brother clearly has problems. Well, this dude shouldn't be in the NBA anymore. What do you before we get off here, Theo, I want your thoughts on this real quick. Well. I, I know you don't like thought. touching it. I know you don't like touching it, Theo. But I have as much thought of it as having a in as having an, a tournament in the NBA a, th- a quarter of the way through. Like who cares? I mean, if, the fact is, like the the in the the NBA is a bunch of little boys who are acting way out of line and. Commissioner Silver is letting him get away with it. And it's not just green, but it's a lot of players, you know, waving things around like they just don't care. Going to clubs still. A lot of that stuff, a lot of that business, a lot of that, you know, finance needs to be fixed hard. Because, yeah, they're making ill money. Ill. But they're making so much ill money that they don't know what to do with it. And that's why it's in it's that's why it's not a valuable thing to these players. You know, like I can't believe they're getting paid that much. It's crazy. It is crazy. So and and Otani with that seven hundred million dollar deal for ten years. And on top of that, he's only only getting paid two million a year because the Dodgers can go out and sign another player. I feel like this contract should be null and void after that. That is so dumb. You can say what you want, Theo, but that that's building a super team, and that's that's not what Major League Baseball needs. Not what baseball needs at all. That 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 is the epitome of one of the worst contracts ever. And it was and it was Otani's deal to have all that money deferred. No, that that's still not right. I will stand by that. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting loophole that Scott Boris and Shoei had figured out. But, I mean, what's the other interesting fact is, you know, setting up uh, Twitter accounts and false information, saying he's going to a different team or he's going to travel to this place or do this. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought of you and I heard Toronto and then, and then it didn't happen. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those so, things like whatever. Theo, um, yeah, yep. So, Theo, um, it's been a joy, man. Uh until next week, it's it's been fun. For Theo, I'm Joe. Have a great weekend, and see you next week.